Welcome to the Simply Imperfect Podcast. If you're on the hunt for perfection, you may want to keep looking because we are imperfection at its finest around here. However, if you're looking to have conversations covering the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between about life, you've come to the right place. We not only embrace life's imperfections around here, we celebrate them. So for those of you who've decided to join us on this journey, go grab yourself a beverage, sit down, settle in, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Simply Imperfect podcast. On this episode, we are taking a deep dive into Josh Duggar's history, previous allegations, and current court case. Before we get going, I do want to put a trigger warning here. The contents of this podcast can be extremely difficult to listen to. We are going to be talking about sexual assault, molestation, and physical assault, some of which involves children. If you know or find out while listening to this episode that the contents are too hard for you to listen to, please just skip this episode. Go on and listen to something else that we've talked about or join us next time. Please remember that your mental health is what is ultimately most important. Josh Duggar was born on March 3rd, 1988, and he was the firstborn to Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. Jim Bob and Michelle went on to have 18 more children. They were of the belief that God would provide them as many children as they should have and did not believe in birth control. So the timeline of events really starts in 2002. So the time between 2002 and 2003. At this time, Jim Bob and Michelle had 14 of their children and... Josh admits that during 2002 and 2003, when he was 14 and 15 years old, that he touched and molested five minor girls. It was later released that four of those five girls were his sisters. Court documents in current court cases have provided pretty descriptive information about these assaults. They have also stated that all of the girls were at least three years younger than Josh was at the time. Court documents also allege that Josh's father, instead of going to law enforcement, discussed the assaults with church elders. After this discussion with church elders, Josh Duggar was sent to the Institute in Basic Life Principles, the IBLP's training center in Little Rock. The IBLP's training center website says that the IBLP operates numerous centers for training and ministry in the U.S. and abroad. Each one is a testimony of God's provision and direction. While the programs offered and the specific focus at each training center varies, the common goal is to strengthen strengthen individuals and families through sound biblical teachings and character development opportunities and to demonstrate Christ's love through serving. These programs include Journey to the Heart, which is a discipleship program to help young people learn how to love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. The Air Land Emergency Research Training Team, ALERT, for young men specializing in skills to aid in disaster relief. And finally, ATI, which we discussed the ATI last week, which is a home education program that provides curriculum and training to support the parents in raising their children to love the Lord Jesus Christ. The information that I just read to you is information directly from the IBLP's website in regards to their training centers. As you can imagine, the website is going to describe these training centers in the best way possible because that is their advertising. 
But the truth is, if you do some research, especially about alert, you're going to see that these training centers are just another issue in the troubled teen industry. Children are overworked, they're underfed, they are taught basically that any issue you have, you just read the Bible more. Mental health doesn't exist. None of that stuff that actually requires true medical treatment doesn't exist, and the Bible is your answer to everything. Now, while I understand that there are a lot of people that believe the Bible can provide a lot of direction and counseling, it isn't the end-all be-all, and medical intervention is oftentimes needed. What is known is that during this time, while Josh was away at one of these training centers, neither him nor any of his sisters who were the victims received any kind of therapy. And as stated before, the family never went to law enforcement. One other piece of information that's interesting to note is, while none of this was reported to law enforcement at the time, in March of 2003, Josh did speak with an Arkansas state trooper. The state trooper was a family friend of Jim Bob's, and his name was Joseph Hutchins. Joseph Hutchins is now serving a 56-year prison sentence after being convicted on child pornography charges. As time went on, the Duggars became more recognizable. They were a large family, and Jim Bob was part of the Arkansas State House of Representatives. Over time, they started participating in TV specials, and in 2004, on September 6th, the first aired, 14 Children and Pregnant Again. That was followed in March of 2006 with 16 Children and Moving In, and on June 11th, 2006, On the Road with 16 Children. These TV specials brought them a lot of attention. Some of that attention came from The Oprah Winfrey Show. The Duggar family was set to appear on The Oprah Winfrey Show, and in December of 2006, right before their episode was supposed to record and air, producers canceled their episode. It is reported that information regarding Josh's allegations were provided to producers. The show's staff then reported all of this information to a child abuse hotline and contacted police. On December 12, 2006, Springdale police interviewed Josh, Michelle, Jim Bob, and the alleged victims. And then, on December 20th of 2006, police released that they had determined that the time in which they could press charges for the acts involved had expired. After the investigation was closed, the Duggars just continued on with life as usual. They continued to record not only a TV special, but the TV series that would come to be known as 19 Kids and Counting. Josh Duggar was married to Anna on September 26th of 2008, and the very first episode of Kids and Counting was aired on the 29th. The next couple years seemed to be pretty quiet for Josh. Him and Anna welcome in three children to their family, Mackenzie in October of 2009, Michael in June of 2011, and Marcus in June of 2013. While Josh was used to having his name in the headlines associated with his parents' TV show and his political affiliations, in 2015 his name would hit the headlines for a different reason. News hit the headlines that Josh was being sued by a stripper named Danica Dillon. Danica claims that she met Josh in a strip club in Philadelphia where Josh paid $600 for lap dances and eventually offered her $1,500 for her to come back to his hotel room. Once they got back to his hotel room, Danica claims that Josh then got physical with her. While initially it was consensual to head back to the hotel room, Josh would not stop once she asked him to. Josh sexually, physically, and verbally assaulted Danica, resulting in long-term physical and emotional injuries. At the time of the assault, Josh's wife Anna was home with his children and was six months pregnant. 
In 2016, Danica and Josh settled the case outside of court. However, the details to this settlement have not been released to the public. Josh's name wouldn't stay out of the headlines for long. Eventually, In Touch magazine would release the police reports that were associated with the assaults of the five minor children. As a result of these scandals, TLC pulled all future reruns and eventually canceled the TV series altogether. They released a statement saying, We are deeply saddened and troubled by this heartbreaking situation, and our thoughts and prayers are with the family and victims at this difficult time. Jill and Jessa Duggar, who were outed as victims of Josh Duggar, would later go on to give an interview with Megan Kelly. Jill said, We didn't choose to come out and tell our story, but now that the story has been brought about, we feel like, as we've been seeing these headlines, we feel like, as victims, we have to come out and speak. This is something that we choose to do. Nobody asked us to do this. Most of our stuff out there is lies. It's not true. And so, for the truth's sake, we want to set the record straight. During the interview, Jill and Jessa continued to downplay Josh's actions. Josh and Anna would welcome their fourth child, Meredith, to the family on July 16th of 2015, and Josh's name would be in the headlines again. A site named Ashley Madison was hacked. This website is a Canadian online dating service and social networking service marketed to people who are married or in a relationship. Their tagline, which has now been changed, was previously, Life is short, have an affair. The hackers would release names of those who had accounts with Ashley Madison. During one of multiple data dumps, hackers released Josh Duggar's name. Further information would show that someone using Josh's name with a billing address associated with Josh paid a total of $986.76. These charges are associated with two different account subscriptions from February of 2013 to March of 2015. Josh even paid the additional $250 affair guarantee fee. This fee guaranteed that the client would have an affair within three months or would get their money back. According to the data release, Josh listed on his account what he was there specifically looking for and his specific turn-ons. In August of 2015, both Josh and his parents released a statement. His parents said, Please see the statement below from our son, Josh, regarding the recent media stories about him. When we learned of this late last night, our hearts were broken. As we continue to place our trust in God, we ask for your prayers for Josh, Anna, our grandchildren, and our entire family. Josh's statement is a bit longer. It says, I have been the biggest hypocrite ever. While espousing faith and family values, I have secretly, over the last several years, been viewing pornography on the internet, and this has become a secret addiction, and I became unfaithful to my wife. I am so ashamed of the double life I have been living, and I am grieving for the hurt, pain, and disgrace my sins have caused my wife and family, and most of all, Jesus and all those who profess faith in him. I brought hurt and reproach to my family, close friends, and fans of our show with my actions that have happened when I was 14 and 15 years old, and now I have rebroken their trust. The last few years, while publicly stating I was fighting against immorality in our country, while I was hiding my own personal failings, as I am learning the hard way, we have the freedom to choose our actions, but we do not get to choose our consequences. I deeply regret all the hurt I have caused so many by being such a bad example. I humbly ask for your forgiveness. Please pray for my precious wife, Anna, and our family during this time. Josh would later enter into a facility that is faith-based, seeking treatment for his pornography addiction and infidelity. 
Following all of these scandals, TLC and the Duggars will rebrand their TV show, Kids and Counting, and re-release it as Jill and Jessa Counting On, which eventually just becomes Counting On. The original idea of the show is following Jill and Jessa in their lives post-scandal as they get married, have kids, and count on. The show eventually will continue to grow as each Duggar child gets married and has kids. Josh is never seen on the show, however Anna does make an appearance. In the first season, she talks about visiting Josh, how hard it is to have him away, how hard it is to recover after the scandal, and why she didn't leave him. As you can imagine, a lot of her reasons are faith-based and those that are taught to her by the IBLP. The Duggar girls who were listed as the victim in the police report regarding Josh's assaults that was leaked by InTouch magazine will file a lawsuit against InTouch and the local police department claiming that as minors and as victims, the release of the report violated their privacy. This lawsuit is still ongoing and is set for trial at the end of this year. After Josh left the treatment facility, him and his wife Anna would welcome their fifth child, Mason, born in September of 2017. Life seemed to be quiet for a while for the Duggars. However, in 2019, Josh's name would once again be in the headlines. Homeland Security would serve a search warrant on Josh Duggar's car lot, Wholesale Motors. Court documents would allege that downloads of CP, child pornography, were flagged by Little Rock Police Department and were being shown as being downloaded from May 14th to May 16th and were traced to Duggar's IP address. Let me clarify something just really quick. The law that Josh is eventually charged with breaking describes being in possession of or downloading child pornography, CP. Advocates have stated that CP should no longer be used as the description and possession of child sexual assault materials, CSAM, is actually the correct term that should be used. The reason for this being that CP associates it with adult pornography, and while adult participants are willing and consensual, children cannot give consent. I will use CP as the term associated with the charges and CSAM as the term associated with the material. Court documents and transcripts would later state that while at the car lot, Josh would ask agents if they were there because CP was being downloaded on his computer. Oddly enough, after the search warrant was served, Homeland Security would do nothing for several years. The Duggars continued to go on with their life as if nothing happened. On November 27, 2019, Josh and Anna would welcome their sixth child, Mariella. And then finally, on April 29, 2001, Josh would be arrested. He would make his first appearance and officially be charged on April 30, 2001. According to the indictment, which I will link in the show notes, Josh was charged with one count of receipt of CP and one count of possession of CP. On May 5th, 2001, a detention hearing was held to address whether Josh would be released or whether he would remain in custody. During the hearing, Special Agent Gerald Faulkner stated that one of the files that Josh downloaded was one of the top five worst he has ever had to examine. The judge during the detention hearing would go on to explain that while these charges have a presumption of detention, meaning it is presumed you will stay in jail, there is a very low bar for the defense to prove that you should be released. She stated the factors that went into her consideration were the nature and circumstance of the crime being very concerning and weighs against Josh, that the evidence produced, while it not being a trial, do weigh heavily. She is aware that there is a presumption of innocence, but that the evidence is not unsubstantial, 
She said that Duggar's history and characteristics, the fact that he's married with a family, has no drug or alcohol issues, turned himself in, hasn't been obstruction, obstructive, and even though there are allegations and admittance of previous crimes, he has not been convicted of any other crimes. She would go on to state that trying to weigh whether Duggar was a danger to the community was difficult because he had made previous admissions regarding previous crimes, but he had no convictions to be held against him. Even though the judge would ultimately release Josh with some conditions, the judge would warn Josh to not prove her wrong because there wouldn't be a second chance. Conditions of Josh's release were that Duggar would only be released to a designated third-party custodians, that he would be confined to the custodian's home with GPS monitoring to be paid for by Josh, he was allowed to have unlimited contact with his children if his wife was present, but he was not permitted to have any contact with any minor children, including his siblings. He was to be supervised by the U.S. Probation Office. He was restricted to the custodian's residence at all times, except for court-ordered obligations, work or other activities approved in advance. He is not allowed to possess or review erotica of any kind, access or utilize any internet device, or obtain passwords from his custodians. He is further ordered to surrender his passport and is forbidden from leaving the United States with travel restricted to the Western District of Arkansas. Trial was originally set for July 6th, but would be continued to November 30th. During the time between their arraignment and his trial, Josh and his wife would welcome their daughter, Madison, their seventh child. Many people have questioned their decision behind why they named their child Madison. While they have named all of their children with M names, it seems slightly weird that they would name their child Madison after Josh was involved in the Ashley Madison scandal. An additional thing that has happened between the arraignment and the trial for Josh is Jim Bob Duggar announcing that he intends to run for Arkansas State Senate. While Jim Bob is not a stranger to politics, he was in the Arkansas House of Representatives from 1999 to 2002. Many people question why he's choosing now to run for office. Additionally, the family show, Counting On, has also been canceled. As I am recording this, Josh's trial has begun. If you want more information on the breakdown of the motions in limine, or limiting what can be brought at trial, motions for su suppression, or any other court documents, including the trial, I would highly suggest heading over to Emily D. Baker's YouTube channel. She's an attorney and a former prosecutor who does a wonderful job of breaking down court documents. While what happens next in the timeline is pretty unknown, federal prosecution has a very high conviction rate, and each of the counts that Josh is charged with holds 20-year maximum sentences with up to a $250 fine. Since he has decided to go to trial and deny any plea offers that were offered to him by the prosecution, it is safe to say there is a pretty good chance that Josh will be spending a significant time in prison. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Simply Imperfect podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today and don't want to miss a future episode, please make sure to subscribe. If you're looking for show notes from today's episode, head on over to simplyimperfect.org. While you're at it, check out the links to all of our social media accounts and join our mailing list. The Simply Imperfect podcast is a commentary channel. The statements and views are the creator's opinion, should not be considered fact, and are for entertainment purposes only. Please conduct your own research before making conclusions of your own.